Come on. God is good. Wow, it's been a, a great, great um, move for us. Uh, my name is Glenn, by the way. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a church planter. I'm a part of the Rogers Park Network. And uh, 2015, we moved from the Philippines, my family and I, to um, Dyer, Indiana, where I studied, uh, finished my master's degree. But at the same time, we were checking out where the Lord could use us uh, here in the United States in reaching the nations. And the highest priority for us was to look for a church family, a church family that we could belong to and uh, a church family that we can be accountable to and we could work with to reach the nations in the United States. So we checked out Detroit, great church families there, and we checked out Chicago and uh, um, different churches here, um, and then I met Phil Adams and his family, and uh, he told us, Glam, I need help, and I said, this is the guy I want to work with, you know, someone who needs help, yeah, uh, someone who doesn't have all the answers, but someone who says, you know, I, want, I know what God wants to do, and we need help, we need a team, and we attended here, we came here uh, September, October, about this time next year, and we started uh, driving from Dyer, Indiana, every Sunday, coming here, snow or whatever, doesn't matter, and uh, why? Why Park Community Church, South Rogers Park? Because of the presence of God. Did you hear that? The presence of God. God is with us here in this church. We're not perfect. Pastor Jason's not perfect. Phil's not perfect. Lee, Shine, me, nobody, none of us. But by his grace and mercy, every time we, we, we came here those, those months and we haven't moved yet, we were still planning it with no support, nothing. Just, just we need a church family. If we have uh, not perfect but healthy church family and when we gather together, God is there. God is at work. That is the church for us. And we knew it from the, from, from the start, the worship, and it was just awesome. So uh, people ask me, what's the secret to church planting? We've been doing it in southern Philippines for many, many years, 17 years before we moved here. Um, it's one thing. God at work. God at work. That plants the church. That multiplies the church. And I, I want to tell you this. God is with us because of Christ, because of his grace and mercy. And uh, we want to multiply this. And, and, and it's not just us in, in the Devon area, but many, many other small groups uh, here in the Rogers Park Network um, is, is very much like that. And... Um, we need more of those small groups. So um, if you're not part of one, you need to be part of one. And, um, uh, and let's multiply this. Let's multiply. This is, this is Jesus, the small groups that we have here at SRP, the home church that we have there in the Devon Little India area, uh, North Rogers Park. We need to multiply this worshiping, 
loving, yeah, having fun, happy, amen, not perfect, but happy in Jesus. Uh, we need to multiply. And that's a question that we have today as we look at our um, passage and receive God's word together. What would it take for you and me, for us, to go from here to there? Right? From here to there. Where God can, can use us to set other people free. To be used by the Lord Jesus to lead people to himself. To bring healing into their hearts and minds and lives. To bring transformation to families. To be, to be Christ for them, the body of Christ for them. And there are shackles, there are chains that keep us from being there, being that, and doing that. There are shackles. Now, what you don't see in that video is the day-to-day -day battle and struggle that we go through. You look at Phil Adams, and he's, he looks gray, looks fine. You look at me, he looks gray, looks fine. Pastor Jason, you, uh, shine. You don't know what we go through every day. The battle and the struggle that we go through every day. And, and Ephesians chapter 6 says that, right? We wrestle against powers, spiritual powers and rulers and authorities, forces in the heavenly realms. And that doesn't stop. That doesn't stop. Um, we have the same struggles that you do. Family matters, family issues, work-related problems, people uh, who, are, who are a challenge, right? All those kinds of stuff. We have depression. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to be depressed when I wake up for sure. I know that. That's every Monday morning, every Monday morning, because Sunday is like God at work, God at work, and Monday morning I wake up, I'm depressed. It's like the world is crashing, and I'm going to be gone, and, and I'm going to fail, and, uh, and because I know myself, my weaknesses are all like, you know, on Monday morning, it's all, I wake up with that. And it's, it's going to be over, and I'm going to be ashamed, and it's going to be a shame, and so what do you do, right? Um, so there are forces, there are powers uh, that are trying to keep us from being free and being, becoming people whom God can use to set other people free. So think about that. And I want to tell you two things right off um, the bat. The first thing is this, okay? This is very early, but so you remember. Number one, um, freedom is not the absence of war or struggle. You get that? Freedom is not the absence of war or struggle. It is being in the midst of war all the days of your life and struggling all the days of your life. Every day, you're fighting, you're struggling, you're being beat up. 
and yet you're not defeated. That is freedom. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And so whatever it is that you're fighting, whether it's depression or stress or worries, anxieties, etc., etc., in Christ, you will continue to struggle. It's never going to be perfect until Jesus returns, right? But you'll never be defeated. The cross of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit guarantees that. So we're not talking about perfection, but we're talking about not being defeated because of Jesus, because of the Holy Spirit. The sovereignty of God over you. Guaranteed. You will be free and you will be victorious to the very end. He who started a good work in you, he's faithful to complete it. Okay, number two. Jesus came to set you free from everything that enslaves you. Jesus came to set you free from everything that enslaves you. So here, he guarantees by the blood that he shed and the Holy Spirit that he has given you, he guarantees that you will never be defeated, but you will be victorious. He guarantees that. And on his second coming, then you will have perfect freedom and perfect victory and perfect blessing. Amen? That's you as a believer in Jesus Christ. Now, if you do not yet Believe in Jesus, you have not yet really given your life to Him, uh, you need Him. And He came to set you free from everything that enslaves you. So the first question we ask then is, what are those things, right? As I mentioned, uh, it could be depression, it could be this, that, fear, anxieties. Christ wants to set you free from those things so that you will never be defeated by them. And even through them, you will glorify God. And he will be able to use you. And he will use you to reach out and help others who are in the same struggle that you are. God the Father, Jesus the Savior, and the Holy Spirit, one God in three persons, is with you 24-7, every moment, every second, minute, our day of your life. He never slumbers nor sleeps, and he promised you that, right? He will never leave you nor forsake you. He's always with you to the very end of age. Now, it can be uh, something like I used to be a drug addict, and God set me free. Um, so you could be addicted to drugs, you could be addicted to alcohol. Um, Jesus came to set you free. And that is our prayer this morning, that God is present with us and he will set you free. But it could also be money or, or success according to the mindset of the world. Or it could be sex, you're addicted to sex or pornography. What? are the things that are enslaving you. Those are, those are good things, right? Money is not bad in itself. Success is not bad in itself. But when we make them the gods of our lives, we make them the priority and they become idols in our hearts and in our lives, then they can be enslaving. They turn into prisons. 
They're, they turn into slave drivers. The things that are supposed to give us happiness, then they turn into something that's miserable. You never have enough. You're always going for something, rat race, etc., etc. Jesus came to set you free. Jesus came to set you free. Or maybe uh, you say, glam, it's not really things. I feel like they are spiritual beings. I'm enslaved by something spiritual or demonic. Jesus is Lord over everything. Jesus can set you free from everything that enslaves you, including Satan, including demons, spiritual beings, curses, hexes, whatever it may be, witchcraft, the occult, whatever it may be, that those things, all those things, Jesus died on the cross to pay for your sins, he rose again, and he sits on high to set you free. All you have to do is to surrender, to give your life to Jesus Christ. Now, let's look at Galatians now. Their experience and the Word of God for us this morning. Galatians chapter 4. Turn with me to Galatians chapter 4, verses 8 to 20. Galatians 4, verses 8 to 20. Sorry, I don't have the house Bible. I don't, I don't know the page, but help someone look for it, okay? Or ask someone to help you look for it. <laughs> Galatians, I need to be set free from that. Galatians chapter 4, verses 8 to 20. Formerly, when you did not know God, you were enslaved to those that by nature are not gods. But now that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, how how can you turn back again to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world whose slaves you want to be once more? You observe days and months and seasons and years. I'm afraid I may have labored over you in vain. Brothers, I entreat you, become as I am, for I also have become as you are. You did me no wrong. You know it was because of a bodily ailment that I preached the gospel to you at first. And though my condition was a trial to you, you did not scorn or despise me, but you received me as an angel of God, as Christ Jesus himself. What then has become of the blessing you felt? For I testify to you that if possible, you would have gouged, gouged, out, gouged out your eyes and given them to me. Have I then become your enemy by telling you the truth? They make much of you, but for no good purpose. They want to shut, shut you out that you may make much of them. It is always good to be made much of for, for a good purpose. And not only when I am present with you, my little children, for I am again in the anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. I wish I could be present with you now and change my tone, for I am perplexed about you. Father, we pray for blessing upon the preaching of your word this morning. God, we want your word and we want you. We thank you that when your word is preached, 
you are there confirming and actualizing your word because your word is alive. You make it alive. And Lord, this morning, set us free, O oh God. Set us free from everything that enslaves us. Help us to break through them by the power of Jesus, his death, his sacrifice for us, and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And help us to be who you want us to be and help us to do what you want us to do for your kingdom and glory alone. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So we are in a series called Stay the Course. We're, we're, we've been studying Galatians, meditating on it, receiving God's word uh, from Galatians, and it's Stay the Course. The Galatians were pagans, as we read here. Uh, Paul says in verse 8, remember when you did not know God? Remember you were enslaved by those beings that are not really God, so they worship um, idols, they worship stones and gods, quote-unquote. And Paul says they are not gods, but they were enslaved uh, by those things that are not uh, called, that are not truly uh, God. Now, uh, you can note this, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 20. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 20. Paul says there, that when the pagans sacrifice to idols, those idols are nothing. They're just stones. But Paul says, again, 1 Corinthians 10, 20, when they sacrifice to idols, they're actually sacrificing to demons. So those are the beings there. And, uh, and they used to be enslaved by, by those demonic beings uh, in the system of paganism, and, and here comes Paul, a missionary, and he says here that uh, it was because of infirmity. He was sick. There was an ailment that brought him there. And um, we don't know what that ailment is, but he went there, and even if Paul was sick, check this out, he was very sick, he was ill, and yet he couldn't stop sharing the gospel and planting a church in Galatia, right? He shared the gospel to people, and lo and behold, they got saved. Amen, right? Those who do not know the Lord, now they know the Lord. And when they knew the Lord, they were set free from that. Okay, so the stage right now is this is the old, and this is the, the cross, right? And this is the new. Okay, so they were here in the old, right? They were enslaved, and Paul came preaching, right? He was ill, he was sick, but he was preaching to them. And they believed, the Holy Spirit gave them faith. Yes, 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 yes. And they believed, and bam, right? They're in the new. They are now sons of God, heirs. They, it says there they had a blessing. They received a blessing. And then uh, Paul left, went to other places, right? And here are people. I don't know where they come from, but I, they're here. They're from here. <laughs> they're from the old. They say, oh, we're from the new. We're in the new like you. But really, they're from the old. These were the Judaizers. They claim to believe in Jesus, right? And we're also believers like you. But they said, you know, Faith is not enough. You need to add something to faith in Jesus. Jesus is not enough. You need to be circumcised. You need to become 
Jews and, and you need to follow the Jewish laws of the Old Testament and, and then you'll become sons of Abraham because right now you believe in Jesus but you're not sons of Abraham because Abraham was circumcised and you're not circumcised, etc., etc. Right? And so Paul calls them foolish Galatians, right? Oh, foolish Galatians. They believe that. They were already here and now they were embracing the Jewish, uh, the Judaizers and and the Judaizers made it think like, okay, that's only step one. There's a step two, right? So this new here, it's divided into two. So they say, okay, those who believe in Jesus, they're here. But you got to go there. This is Jesus only. This is Jesus plus, And it's an advancement. You become sons of Abraham and heirs of God. And Paul says, that is wrong, that is wrong, that is wrong. There's only one gospel. There's this new here is not one, two. It's not like one, two, two, A, two, B. No, 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 no. There's only one gospel, the other gospel, that's damnable. And you know what's happening? Because it says here, right? Uh, verse 10. Or verse, is it? Yeah, verse 10. Is it? <laughs> verse 10, Yeah. You observe days and months and seasons and years. So they are observing Jewish laws. And they say, okay, Jesus plus observing all these things. And Paul says, no, 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 no. You turn back. You did not advance. You turn back. The Israel in the Old Testament, the law is good. The Old Testament is good. But the Old Testament and the law couldn't set them free. They ended up in exile. They ended up in slavery in Babylon, right? Media, Persia, Greece, Rome. They were in, enslaved. And so the law is good, but it couldn't set you free. Now, if you add that to Jesus Christ, you're not advancing. You're regressing. You're turning back to slavery. And those Judaizers, they are enslaved. They are not free because the only way for you to be free is through Jesus Christ. If you believe in Jesus Christ, Jesus said, He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. This is the only place of freedom. This is the only place of salvation. This is the only place of blessing. In Christ, you are redeemed. In Christ, you are saved. You are blessed like Abraham. You are, can you imagine that? An heir of God. Everything that belongs to God belongs to you. And so Paul is telling them, forsake that. I am in the pains of childbirth again, dudes. Right? Guys, dudes, dudettes, gals, <laughs> I need to take you out of that and bring you here. You have, you went off course, guys. You went off course. You have to stay the course. Amen. <laughs> so that's the, the thing. Now. Go back to the question. What are the things that enslave you? Jesus came to set you free from everything that enslaves you. So if you do not know the Lord, how, you see how in that text it says, before you did not know the Lord, you were enslaved. Now that you know the Lord, you are free, you are sons, you are daughters, you're an heir of God. 
Everything that belongs to God belongs to you. But because you have left the pure gospel of grace and you've added to Christ, you are back in slavery. This is not the knowledge of God. Adding, adding something to the gospel of Christ is not the true knowledge of God. You've turned to a false knowledge of God. You need to forsake that and go back to knowing God in and through the purity of the gospel of salvation, full salvation, by grace alone, through faith alone, because of Jesus' death and resurrection for you alone. And if you believe in that, you are free. Don't have to add to it, right? Stay the course, and now God can use you. God can use you like Paul. He was laboring, right? He was writing. He wrote this because he was laboring for them. No, 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 no. Come back. I don't want you there. Come here. Right? <laughs> yeah? No, no, no. So Paul, we're, we're that. That's, that's Roger Spark Network Church, right? We're that. We're, we're looking for, hey, 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 that's not good for you. No, no, no. You have to forsake that. Come here, come here. No, no, no. Jesus loves you, man. We love you, man. That's us, right? <laughs> that's us. And if, if you don't know God, you don't know the Lord, you need to know him. The only way to freedom is knowing God through Jesus Christ who gave himself to pay for your sins. If you, if you put your trust in him and believe in him, all your sins will be forgiven. You will be set free from that shame you will be set free from every chain, every shackle, every prison, every slave driver in your life, everything that keeps you, because you're here, everything that keeps you from being who God wants you to be and doing what God wants you to do. Now, not all of us are pastors, right? We're not talking about that. Like all of us will be pastors and church planters, right? Uh, it means that you will glorify God in the calling and unique calling and vocation that he has for you. And you will be free and you will be happy. That's just it. If you have not yet put your trust in Jesus Christ, you need to do that. You need to say, God... I'm enslaved to blank, 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 right? You just tell him. And I want to be set free from all this. And that Filipino guy read the Bible, and it teaches there that Jesus died for me. And Jesus came to set me free. God set me free. He will do it. Ask, Jesus said, ask, it shall be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open for you. Amen? And we are here to be a blessing to you. Our church, we love you. We love you. The pastors, the leaders, partners, members, we love you. Come, go to someone and, and say, 
We will be praying. There will be deacons here. Go to them. Don't be afraid. And go to them and ask for help. And we are more than willing to help you. Now, believers in Christ. You believe in Jesus Christ. You are a disciple of Christ. But this morning, we also have to ask that question. Are there things that enslave us as individual believers, Christians? Are you like the Galatian? You trust in Christ, you have been set free, but you've added something to the gospel. Maybe it's performance, uh, maybe it's career, I don't know. But before the Lord, are you free? Are you free? Are you, are you living in the fullness of the blessing of the kingdom of God and the spirit of God and Christ here? Or do you feel enslaved to something? The Bible says that you need to renounce things, right? You need to let go and renounce those things and leave them and move back to Christ. Amen? To me, personally, excuse me, it is too many voices. There are too many voices Tells me to sin and, you know, thoughts, you know, suggestions that come from me, my own mind, my own heart, uh, or from other people. And normally people don't tell me, you need to sin, Glenn. They have ideas that maybe you should take this approach or strategy, etc. And too many voices, too many things, you know, too many advices. And I have to step back many, many times and say, I'm shutting them all up. Is that a good word? <laughs> I'm, I'm, right? Not listening to them, and I'm listening to one voice. So on Monday morning, tomorrow, I'm going to be depressed. I told you, there will be many voices, right? <laughs> I'm dead, you know. I'm quitting. I'm going home. But then I have to sh shut all those voices and be in the presence of God and open the Bible and say, God, I'm listening to one voice, your voice. And normally it's the gospel. Remind Jesus, reminding me of the gospel. And that is also what you should do. And again, church family, we need to be free. That is our goal. Pastors, elders, leaders, deacons, that's the mission getting people free, right? We need to be free ourselves and then help people be free from those things so that they can shine <laughs> and be what they... And we have to love people, encourage that, loving people like Paul, laboring like a mother, giving birth to children. It's hard, but we have to keep at it. The band is not here yet. I already said church. All right. <laughs> I know, you're mesmerized. <laughs> it's not me, it's God. Amen. <laughs> That's, yeah. Be free. Get out of your seats. Stand here and serve. <laughs> I love you guys. We just, we just love you guys, and, and we have to keep at it. This what Paul is doing, okay? And let us stand, and let us pray.
Keep at it. Loving people. Stay the course. Stay the course. Amen? Stay the course. Don't leave the gospel. Stay with Jesus. Be free and help set other people free. God Almighty, O oh Lord our God, who are we? We are nothing, O oh God. Lord, it's not talent. It's not, we're not sophisticated. We're just folks. We're just regular people. And you saved us out of the darkness and into the light. And God Almighty, we are yours. We, our sins are forgiven because of Jesus. And we are free. Free indeed. Well, Father, there are those of us who are still struggling with, with stuff. And uh, perhaps some are being defeated by them. And God Almighty, you are full of mercy and grace. We just pray that you would meet them this morning and, and minister to them. Use the worship to minister to hearts, oh God, and set them free. Give them assurance of your love, of your presence, of your faithfulness, your grace, your mercy. Set people free this morning, Lord, from the things that enslave them. And God, as a church, we pray for ourselves. We pray, God Almighty, keep us free. And Lord, Keep us also in the business of preaching the pure gospel of salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. And Lord, help us by that gospel to be free and also to set other people free by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.